0: Hey Jets fans, you're here with us again. We are going to be recapping the Jets uh, game tonight. Uh, they lost three to nothing to the Predators in Nashville, and so I'm here with uh, Chris and Daniel, and we're going to do a little audio recap of the game. So, how's it going, gentlemen?
1: Not too bad. How are you, buddy?
0: I'm uh, doing doing all right. Uh, Daniel, I I know you're out there. I can hear Yeah, I'm
2: I'm here somewhere. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm good, yeah, you know,
2: just uh, reeling a little bit from that game, but.
0: So I think between the three of us, we probably saw the game twice because, Daniel, you missed a bit at the beginning and Mm -hmm. I missed a bit at the end there. And then, Chris, you were able to watch most of the game. So I think I think we probably got the whole thing covered at least twice. So uh, we'll 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 go with that. Um, So uh, what we've been typically doing, Daniel, you already know this is we kind of do some highs and some lows of the game. And uh, there's uh, some other interesting talking points, uh, too. So uh, maybe, uh, Chris, we'll start with you because you managed to catch the whole game. Uh, what were some of the highs of the game? Did, the, did Was there anything, any good stuff from this game? Anything to build off uh, of?
1: Well, I don't know if it's to build off of, but Hellebuck was, was great again tonight. I know it ends up being three goals, but uh, he played. He played really well, very stable. Uh, his old, you want to put it that way. Uh, very square and all that, uh, and a couple of goals near the end were, you know, odd man rushes and and stuff like that. But he looked he looked strong tonight. Um, tough to find something somebody else that really stood out for me. Um, hmm. the, I guess the Lowry line was pretty good again tonight. Um, you know, I don't really the top line. Here's what. Well, we're doing positive. So I, yeah, I didn't yeah. see much else other than Helle, Hellebuck and and really that Lowry line, and obviously the PK. If you have nine, you know, nine uh, penalty kills, and I I don't think they even ended up giving up one. and a couple of five on threes. I mean, you're doing something right on the PK. But
0: yeah, I don't I, I don't think there was uh, any uh, power play goals scored for either team to. Well, obviously not the Jets. They didn't score at all. But for uh, Nashville, they did not score on the on the power play. And you're right, they had. Uh, eight or nine uh, chances there, including the five-on-three, which was crazy that they didn't get some something or even some more shots. So yeah, the Jets were pretty good at suppressing that. So uh, Daniel, how about you? you? you see any good stuff here or no?
2: Ah, uh, Well, obviously, had like uh, Chris said, um, Hellebuck was amazing once again. The, the last two goals, actually all three goals really were kind of on odd-man rushes or breakaways, if I'm not mistaken. So there's not really a whole lot for him to be blamed on there or whatever i mean he kept them in the game during the second period when they had whatever it was eight minutes of power or penalty kill time straight it was like running pk time basically yeah including a couple five on threes in there um so that was that was good to see hellebuck i mean it's basically what we've come to expect of him which is which is fine and uh, i guess uh, Kyle, I obviously, I like Kyle Connor's game again. He had a very good chance to tie it at one, but he couldn't quite finish. Had he scored that goal, we might be talking about a different result right now, but that's where we are now.
0: Okay, and for myself, uh, for a high, I, you know, again, I didn't catch uh, the whole game, but just given that we keep saying that the, or you, you both mentioned that their goals were mostly uh, on man rushes, and uh, Hellebuck obviously stood on his head. They, we faced a lot of shots, but. Uh, defensively could you say that we played better as a team because a lot of this there's a lot of time that we spent on the PK so then that's not counting against typical five-on-five defending and uh, as well the fact that the goals that they did get were um, mostly on those odd man rushes and those kind of opportunities is it uh, a fair statement to say that the defending as a team and the defensemen themselves got a little bit better, not as shaky. I mean, especially compared to Myers in Dallas and and Morrow in Dallas too. Uh, Seemed like they are a little bit better. Is that a fair statement?
1: You could maybe. I mean, Sherrod had a horrendous giveaway for the breakaway, and Bufflin wasn't much different. Um, I know at the end of the game um, on the third goal, um, they're trying to make something happen, but Myers has to know better than to pinch, maybe not to not to not pinch, but pinch the way he did. Either get there or or don't pinch. Because right. that was pretty weak. So all three were glaring mistakes kind of on, on defensemen, if you ask me. Sherratt's uh, pass was just awful. I think this is one of those games, too, because of the um, amount of power plays and penalty killing and all that. As well as there was no whistles for about 10 of the first 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, this might be one of those games where they, as they say, they throw away the tape, (laughs) not necessarily in in the, in that way, but in the sense that you might not be able to draw a lot of conclusion from a game like tonight, where you're talking about half the game was either, uh, upbeat track track meet or, uh, a penalty fest. So maybe I'm wrong, but maybe there's not a lot of takeaway there.
0: Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I got sports center on in the, the background here. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but we'll, uh, hit hit you with this news if you're just listening to the to this for the first time but Hutchinson got called back up to Florida for those who uh, follow X Jets so uh he got called up from Springfield so good good for him
1: yeah he some games too i'm sure cuz Luongo's is going to be out for a minute so
0: yeah yeah for sure so anyhow, i just i just saw that go across the ticker so i thought i'd mention that okay so some lows i'm sure there's a couple that uh, we can We can uh, draw from this. Um, I'm going to start, though, uh, just because, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to. Uh, Perot, the last two games, very, very limited minutes. Now, I know that he's, and I mentioned this last time, he's playing with the the young guys, but the whole idea of him playing with the young guys is so those guys can get a bit more time with a responsible veteran, especially somebody like Perot, who we all know makes every line better. But uh, I I believe he was at about six and a half minutes for the night, and then given how much uh, penalty kill time there was and the loss of Armia. I remember John Malloy earlier in the year saying, or earlier before the season started, uh, saying Perot would be a great penalty kill guy because he's like a way more skilled, uh, intelligent Armia. And to see him not out there for any penalty kill time was a little bit surprising. And I know obviously when there is a, a one of these games with the, lots of special teams, uh, you expect the minutes to be all over the place. But for him to not get any of that PK time and then be limited, like I said, to six and a half minutes. It just seems unusual that he wouldn't get that. So that would be a, a low for me. Uh, not enough Matthew Perrault uh, this game and the last game. I, I don't remember uh, the first two games as, as well to say what he did there, but would like to see a bit more of him, you know, helping out those guys and, and getting the minutes, but also helping out the PK when they got to be out there for half the game. So, yeah. Uh, Daniel, how about you? What's uh, What's some lows for this game? I know there's some.
2: Yeah, there's yeah, there's probably a few there. Um, back I'll just go back to your little Perot thing. He had uh, yeah six minutes uh, time on ice. Uh, Vesa and had under six once again. So, and I think he played the last full minute of four and four there with Ross So that's kind of something to uh, keep an eye on and stuff. I mean, might as well send Vesa away to to play twenty minutes a night somewhere. And a few other comments on the uh, the ice time, like you said, even with his 10 minute misconduct Tyler Myers finished with over 17 minutes of ice time and uh, Morrissey and Bufflin uh, led the way with uh, 26, 26 and 25 57. So that's just a little note on the ice time there tonight. But anyways, uh, to some blows of the game, obviously the jets discipline, they absolutely lost their minds in the second half of the second period. Um, I mean, people blame the raffing for that. I, don't really see how it's the ref's fault that they were interfering with Preds or, or slashing them or cross-checking them or, or trying to punch them in the face. I mean, that's just kind of you got to learn to control yourself a little bit and not take nine penalties or give them nine pen uh, power plays in the game. Um, and there was a couple offensive zone penalties too, I believe. the um, <clears throat> Sherrod took one at the Preds' blue line, I believe, in the first period. And then Ehlers had that interference, was in the Ozone as well. So that's kind of double bad, right? You took a penalty, but then you took it 200 feet away from your, your own net, as they say. So that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking on that. It's
1: actually 180 feet, but that's whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay, Chris, on to you. Uh, what, what? Actually, the one
2: at the blue line was like 150 minutes, but or 150 feet, but yes. <laughs>
0: Oh, you know what? We uh, we just lost Chris, so I guess he's not going to get to say his low. (laughs) He just dropped off. Maybe his phone died or something. Phone died, yeah. Um, Okay, well, I was going to say another thing about – like the refing was obviously an interesting topic, but um, I I don't know if there's too too much to say about it. I kind of joked about it a little bit online, but I I don't really uh, care too much about that topic. But um, it seems like the Jets, they're really not getting – many shots. And then when they do get lots of shots, they're not getting many goals. Like, I mean, uh today they had zero the last game. They won, but they only had two the game before that um, they had one uh in Dallas. And like, obviously they started off the season with five. So I have a little bit of a concern for the fact that these, you know, the lines that I, I think you and I would, and many others would probably agree that they're not fully optimized. Uh, definitely not getting the offense out of this. As well as we're getting out, out shots, so it's whatever chemistry is getting built there. It's not suppressing shots, and it's not creating enough, and it's certainly not creating enough goals. So I do have some concerns with that. That's a low that seems uh, kind of a trend over the last three games. I know uh, uh, the game in LA or the the home opener, though uh, we did outshoot the Kings by about a trillion, but still to only get you know the the two goals there was maybe. A little underwhelming. Obviously, the game was nice, but you kind of expect a few more of those shots to, to go in. So I guess the regression of some of the, the high shooting percentage that some of these players had last year, Shifley and, and Laine, I believe. Well, Laine was definitely up there. Uh, Shifley, too. Um, yeah, is a little bit concerning and getting a bit more production from some of these other lines. I mean, uh, we talked about last, uh, last time the Lowry-Tanev cop line Doing really, really well with possession, but they just don't finish. That was a knock on them all last year that they don't get nearly as many points for as much time as they're able to stay in the other team's end but uh, so those are some con- some other concerns for me, but you can comment on those if you like, Daniel or add up to them
2: yeah that's a that's a good discussion or something maybe to look at a little bit. I'd have to look into it a little deeper on what their high danger chances for are, especially on the five on five yeah. Um, that's something, I mean, what kind of quality shots are they getting compared to just quantity? I mean, you look at, uh, <clears throat> Ehlers, for example, I notice he's been kind of just firing at glove side a little bit, just high glove, which right. is, I mean, which is fine if he thinks he can pick the corner like that. I mean, that's usually how you beat NHL goalies. You got to get a good, a well-aimed shot, right? So I guess that's kind of the sh- shot he's picking. Right. If you want to yeah. say that or not, but, uh. So yeah, there's there's that to look into. You know, how um, is there high danger chances down compared to last year game? Like as on a game to game, obviously the sample size is very minuscule right now, and as well the shooting percentages are likely to regress. Um, Shifley was definitely above league average. Wheeler probably was too. Line a is above league average, but around where a high natural score like him will be slightly higher than like say Ovechkin or Stamkos, but he's kind of where he should be on a shooting percentage, slightly high, but in that realm where guys right. like Shifley and Wheeler were definitely higher than, than the average.
0: Right. Now we'll, we'll kind of end here. You know, it's a, whenever you lose, it's not as much, uh, it's not as fun to talk about it. No, but, it's uh, not. <laughs> uh, but uh, there, the news did come out, uh, I believe it's today that Batana's is back. He's getting kind of by himself. They're expecting him to join the team in the next three to five days. I'm curious uh, your quick take on, Uh, how you see this going it can like i'm not even sure can he go down to the moose for like a conditioning stint or you think once he's back up in the lineup that uh, lemieux or vesselainen goes down and maybe dano and batan slot into the lineup like and not what you want but what do you think uh, the plan is for the team and what maurice is going to do with uh, handling another another forward coming back into the fold
2: right so i think yeah he i believe he can go down for a conditioning stint of i think it's like 10 days or something so not too certain they'll be doing that with him at this this early in the season. I mean, he'll be skating on his own for a few days, and then he'll join practices. I assume uh, starting into next week. I guess they're on a six game homestand, which will kind of help. They'll get a lot of practices in at the Iceplex or MTS Bell MTS Arena. So I see, see Veselainen going down, like I had mentioned at the start of this, um, yeah. just to get him playing eighteen. 18- 19 minutes a night in all in all situations and I mean obviously I would love to see Lemieux sent down Is still a possibility but I think they want to keep him around maybe as that 13th uh, man this year or him and Dan will kind of alternate
0: that 13th man right so yeah he maybe he doesn't get sit down but he'll they're not going to send him down and pull Pullman up I guess until there's uh, the eventuality of somebody gets hurt right so
2: yeah of course everything barring injuries
0: yeah for sure all right. Well, you know, what, Daniel, I think that's good. Uh Sorry, I kind of cut you off there. I felt Um Was there something else you were going to say or no?
2: No. That was yeah. That was. Uh, I was just going to say, barring any entries or anything like that, it's right. Just the way it's uh, going to be.
0: All right. Well, thanks for doing this, Chris. Thanks for doing this. But uh, you know, falling, dropping your phone in the toilet, and Ryan, sorry you were too late to join us. I'm just reading the <laughs> <a> DM. <laughs> he was trying to get. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to to be in, guys. But uh, too late. We missed you. We'll do it again. There's still uh what seventy eight games left, so
2: yeah, there's still a couple of games left there, so
0: there's a couple for sure. All right, well, Daniel, I'm gonna let you go. You know that I have an interview with Jamie Thomas of Jets TV right to do right now, so I'm gonna we're gonna end it here, and uh, we'll talk to you in another what uh, Sunday night, I guess, the uh, the Jets play against. So, yep,
2: sounds good. We'll see you see you next time. Thanks.
0: All right, take care, Daniel. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.